Yo, Ryan Hartley here from Always Better Yesterday. I am back with another Ask Me Anything. This is the second month of the feature Ask Me Anything. Last month, we hosted a session on Ask Me Anything about podcasting. And today is a session all about purpose. So earlier this week, I went live within the Always Better Than Yesterday community, taking the questions of our community all about purpose. And the really interesting thing is, as I journeyed through this conversation, I was reflecting back on a time where three, four years ago, I was helping people find their why, um, whether that be in one-to-one coaching or at workshops. And I could have said with absolute clarity and certainty, follow these steps and you will find your why. And you know, I still believe in the steps and the essence of being able to get clear on our heart set and our heart work. Um, but it's really interesting what happens that the more that you come to know, the, the less that you feel that you know. So maybe some of that comes through in this conversation. I guess what I want to have connect with your heart and your mind is that any attempt to get clear on your purpose is not a burden, but something to enjoy the discovery process of. So I hope that you enjoy the next 45 minutes to an hour of conversation. Uh, I hope it serves your journey and your um, purpose discovery in some way. If it leaves you with more questions and answers, then ask me. Be sure to message. Let's start a conversation. Voice note me uh, on Instagram or or email me, uh, podcast.abty.co.uk. This process is much more effective through conversation, through storytelling, through a conversation between two human beings, rather than me just trying to articulate what purpose is, how you should find it, let alone why you should find it. You know, who am I to say why you should find your why? I can I can tell you about some of the benefits. I can tell you about some of the impacts that I've seen. But this, my friends, is one for you to experience. Enjoy the conversation. And be sure to message me any of those questions or comments that you may have. Here we go. Here's Ask Me Anything About Purpose. So Ryan Hartley here, in live in the Always Better Than Yesterday community. This is the second month of Ask Me Anything. It's the second month of Ask Me Anything. And today I'll be talking about purpose. So I was just saying in the introduction, I already have about eight questions that good people from our community have asked about purpose. So I've got eight questions already to go. Uh, and if you find that throughout this um, this session that I don't answer your one question that you do have, then make sure you you email me um, podcast at abty.co.uk or DM me on Instagram um, at always better than yesterday UK. But before I get cracking, I just want to give you a bit of an introduction into purpose, why I love this idea of purpose, and, and just a little small overview of my own personal journey. And and I guess for me, as long as I can remember, I've always been fascinated with just this three-letter word, why. Um, I've always been fascinated with understanding why people do what they do. I guess that's why I... Um, went into the field of psychology, really getting into understanding why people do what they do and a career in policing, 13 years in policing. Why do naughty people do what they do? Why, why do naughty people do naughty things? Um, and with that leadership development journey within the police, that exposed me um, 
to a leadership development program where I came across um, Simon Sinek. So Simon Sinek, for anyone who knows, he wrote a book called Start With Why. And it's, it's a compelling book. It's an easy TED Talk to watch, one of the most watched TED Talks of all time. And in it, he talks about this sense of why, the sense of purpose. Now, it's back in 2013, 14, I think I watched that video. And it sparked something in me about pursuing and discovering my own my own why, my own purpose. So I continued to develop in leadership. And uh, I guess at the time, I had got clear on my purpose at that time, which was everything was going good. Everything was great. And I was enjoying the various different things. And, and the simplicity of, of what I discovered at that time was just that I just love to make things better. That's as simple as I could put it. Um, and it wasn't until I started to coach that I realized that I love specifically making things better for people. You see, I had many different jobs that you know, I can take you through a purpose discovery session, but a lot of it is just trying to connect the dots, trying to connect the dots and storytelling as to the things that we really enjoy and love to do. And for me, I had always had jobs where I'd uh, love what I've done, um, whether I've been a lifeguard, whether I've been um, the captain of a football team, whether I've um, 999 calls, whatever it was. I connected the dots between all these jobs that I loved helping make things better let's tapping into the potential of stuff improving stuff in some way and coaching really helped me do that for people and I, and I absolutely fell in love with it so things were going really well I got a real clear sense of my purpose which is just to make things better for people some words I was using was around confidence and mindset and belief and uh, those things for me were really hallmarks of, of what my why I'd have described it back in those days 2016-17 I then start always better than yesterday. Nathan Tard, great to see you, brother. Yo. I'm just giving a bit of a background and introduction in terms of my history with purpose. Um, 2017, start bringing in Why Wednesdays within the community, sharing that with other people, coaching uh, people through their own Why discovery processes. Um, and I get invited over to Europe to do a, a Why discovery with a uh, with the European marketing team. And then we held our first Y Discovery workshop here in the UK, where I think we took 25 to 30 people through a process to help put words to something that so often transcends our mind, which is our heart. I think purpose is a product of the heart. And in the early days, you know, so many of these business books are talking about purpose as a strategy, purpose as a um as a as a technique. And the more and more and more I've grown in this understanding of heart set um purpose is a characteristic of heart so it is deeper than mind it is deeper than intellect um and i truly believe that when we really connect to it it becomes heart work when we use our purpose to serve other people um a few caveats it is not to say that it's for everybody but it absolutely is for those who need it and one of the other caveats is that in disney soul 22 the soul comes to earth and she starts to go on this pursuit of what her purpose is here on earth and she gets to a point of being frazzled being burnt out and questioning whether she has a purpose altogether the caveat here is that 
discovering our purpose is not something we need to burden ourselves with. It is something to enjoy the pursuit of, the discovery of, and know that we are in control. I'll take us through some of the, the points that I use to, to help me get clear on it. Um, but let's just say, let's not burden ourselves. And we'll find our, and sometimes we find our true selfhood. We find our true unique piece of the puzzle by understanding the broader tapestry that we fit into. Because then we understand what we bring to the world is uniquely ours. And that is our heart print. So the concepts of heart set, heart work, and heart print, purpose is a is a golden thread. Purpose is what flows through. It's not to be a burden. It's to be enjoyed. It's to be discovered. Um, and it always starts with the heart set, open heart set, that you are here for a reason. You are here for a reason. And to enjoy figuring out why that might be. Uh, and ultimately... This thing called purpose is something you get to define. So that's my introduction. Nathan Todd, how are you, mate? I'm good, man. This is going to be be a great conversation. I can't wait to hear all the questions that people have. Good. Well, now that I've got a co-host, because that's what you are, because it's just me and you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it's ask Ryan and, Ryan and Nathan anything. <laughs> so I've got a few comments on the Facebook, so I'm just going to check that whilst we speak. Christine Saunders, oh, Christine Saunders wants to join us. That would have been amazing. That would have been amazing. So we've got a question here from David. How do you find a new why when the old one? Sure, 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 sure. Good. When the old one gets changed, taken away. I shall answer that one towards the end. Because I think I've got a bit of a flow and a bit of structure. Here comes Hayley. How are you, Haley? Oh, she's just connecting to audio. Right. So I am going to take question one from our good friend, Katerina. It's like three questions in one. What does purpose mean to me? How do you live with purpose? And is purpose the same as mission? Cool. Well, I'm going to take the last one and then you can chip in after, mate, if you want. For me, mission is a future state. Mission is a future state or a world that I'm trying to create, how things might be different, how things might be better. And Heather Parody, great to see your face. We're talking about purpose. We're talking about all things purpose. I got a bunch of questions here. And if you've got any questions about purpose or if you've got any answers about what I'm talking about, your perspective isn't only welcome, it is encouraged. Good to see you. So I'm just answering a question from Katerina. She says, is purpose the same as mission? And for me, I think mission is the future state. It's that how are things better? How are things different? What is the world that we're trying to create? Purpose then is, well, why are we trying to create it? Like, what's the energy behind wanting to do that even to start with? I mean, we could do something. We could do nothing. So why is it that thing? Why are we putting our energy into that? So ultimately, it comes down to what we find is important, why that specific thing. And ultimately it is an outcome. It is an outcome that we're, we're serving. It's not necessarily because I, I posted earlier, like I am not a coach, I coach. And, and coaching is, a, is an output. It's a service. It's a delivery. Purpose is more linked to 
what it is what's what forms of transformation that we're facilitating or even what possibilities are we enabling that that's what really inspires my heart set for purpose is that by using it we're creating possibilities um and i'll go into a bit more of what i think are some of the hallmarks of how to discover our own internal purpose um but ultimately it comes down to two little dicky birds and there's a there's a um two little dicky birds is one named peter one named paul right and there's two references in the bible um in 1 Peter 4.10, it talks about the gifts and the skills and the talents that you have. They were never meant for you. They were meant for those in the world who need them. So there's something about gifts, skills, talents, that when we use that to serve others becomes purpose. That's point number one. Number two, there is the Dickie Bird Paul. He's the guy that's pleading with God to remove the thorns from his flesh. And he pleads three times. And in the Passion Translation, God's response to him is, in your weakness, you will find my full expression. Which means that the other side of passion, there is a pain-driven purpose. That in some way, through our pain, we can take that and find God's full expression. That in some way, our weakness reveals something about our strength, something that we care about. One example for me is that my pain may be my childhood in terms of my absent father. The purpose I now gain through that pain is becoming the best that I can be through my kid, which wouldn't necessarily have been possible without that pain. So I think there's a passion-driven purpose, which is about using gifts, skills, talents to serve other people, and a pain-driven purpose, which is when we either help others, when we can help when we can help others avoid the pain we've once experienced or overcome it in some way and i'll pause for that at this stage nathan any comments on what i've just said yeah no i think um i'm right with you when it comes to how pain can be used to reveal parts of our purpose and you know, it, it's interesting that you brought up Bible verses because there's a, I don't know where it is in the Bible. I just know that the story exists. So one of my favorite stories to talk about is when there's a guy who can't walk at all hmm. and Jesus comes to town and how do they get him to see Jesus? They drop him through the ceiling. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, look, look at the amazing people. They brought him to see Jesus. And I'm like, well, what if his purpose was to have the disability so that those people had a relationship with him that brought them to see Jesus, not the other way around? And so I think a lot of it, there's no real, like, I can want things to happen, but that doesn't mean that that's the actual purpose i think it's about just showing up and being present mm. and being able to pay attention yeah. to how things unfold in your life instead well, of that's really, things. that's really interesting because i think you know being relatively new to the christian space um and i talk about heart follow your heart well some of the challenge within the church environment has been well 
the heart can be more deceitful beyond all things or some form of scripture. So I've had to try and get my head around that scripture. What does it mean? The heart can be deceitful beyond all things. Well, I think if the heart is postured on an external world, a more intellectual driven world, are the desires postured on worldly things? Are our desires postured on a feeling of lack and inadequacy if I don't have those things and be those things? Then, of course, my heart can deceive me because I can be deceived to desiring these things because I feel inadequate in some way. I feel like I need the following. I feel like I need the status or I need the 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 two cars and the drive that come with those things, whatever that might be. The leading, this is, I guess, what we talked about in your community, leading for love rather than from love. So how do we check ourselves where our purpose is tethered? And we we really just check, is it is it is it an expression of who we are? Is it an expression of inside out? Is it an expression of who we want to be? And and Heather, you love the work of Rob Bell. Like I just love the way that he describes when you partner with love, one plus one equals three. That meaning that when we partner with our heart and our creation, something new is present in the world that wasn't there to begin with. And I think that's the heart of it. You know, I think the heart of it is we're here to create. And that doesn't look the same for everybody. What do you think of what I've just said? I can see you pondering what I've just said. Yes, Heather Parody. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to catch up to y'all. Y'all were like super deep when I came in and I was like filling out a show notes for a Twitter space. So my brain is like <laughs> super shallow. And then coming into this, it was like, whoa. Uh, side note, Nathan, you look awesome. Their outfit. I just thought that. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I'm opposite of Ryan in the sense of like, you're kind of new to the Christian space and I'm like getting out of the Christian space. <laughs> so we're like approaching it from two yeah. different angles where I'm like but trying, to, trying to unlearn everything that I was taught with it. Um, and I don't say that it's all bad, but like I grew up thinking my heart was deceitful and I heard that my entire life that you can't trust yourself, that mm. you're innately evil and you're bad and everything you desire is wrong and like denial of self. And like that was beaten into me to mm. like, to, I still have that instinct. So mm. it's been interesting unlearning. I mean, I think there's, you know, some to your point where is our attention intention mm. attention all the attentions there's some good to that but also too it's really tricky um when you come from that mindset because then it's like you the denial of your actual flesh and who you are it's like how do you operate in that you know so um i don't you know none of us have the answers to all of it it's just interesting there's probably truth in the middle somewhere, right? <laughs> Is that a journey? Hmm? Are you wearing a journey t-shirt? Yeah. Uh, 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 this is um, living on a, it's not living on a prayer. That's Bon Jovi. This is their greatest hits album. Yeah. But that was like a, a family guy kind of like quote. Is that journey? Oh my God, it is journey. Now it's like, we are on a journey. You were right, Ryan. We are on a journey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's fascinating, isn't it? And I, and I think, you know, I, the, the underlying thing through all of this journey on purpose is, I think, what meaning we 
decide to create. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. think when we start to realize that in this lifetime, we may never know. Mm-hmm. So it's not about whether I get confirmation and it's not about whether I get it in writing and it's not, it's not about whether I get a, a full terms and conditions with my purpose and knowing exactly what my goals are before I die. It's a case of how do I want, there's that poem, isn't there? The dash, you know, the dash between the day we're born and the day we leave yeah. this life as we know it. And it's about how do we fill that with our time? So I'm going to crack on with some of these questions, if that's right with you. If you have any, please just to say. But Anne says, how do you find it or how do you know what it is? How do you find your purpose and how do you know what it is? And and I and this might be a pain in the ass and it may be really big semantics, but I don't think you find it. I think you discover it. And when I mean by find it, it's almost like I'm searching out there for it. <laughs> it's like it's like I'm going on some pursuit to go and find something that that spoiler alert was always inside. So I think that word is really important. You go on a journey of discovery, which means it's internal. And and the work of Simon Sinek talks about left brain, right brain being disconnected, meaning that our words and our feelings need to have a bridge. And those bridges are stories, stories of um, of passion, of pain, of joy, of enthusiasm. It's it's getting together. So sometimes I use picture cards just to create that talk of talk of times when you've just been in flow state, you love what you're doing, or um, you, you just lost a sense of time, or you've given more energy than you can than it takes, or that you just want to persist, you don't care if it gets hard, because you know that this is the thing that you just love to do. Those types of stories. Um, and then you kind of reflect on them. what is the hallmark are there are there themes and threads between different types of stories so like I said earlier in my intro when I first went on this journey the word better just picked up in in multiple things you know process improvement um, all the kind of boring stuff at the police and mixed with coaching I was able to narrow and funnel down make things better for people and and that kind of really really helped because Ultimately, what we're trying to get is something tangible that we can use as a measuring stick. That's all. We're taking an invisible concept, writing it down, and we're almost going to use that as a measuring stick and applying it to all of our experiences. I think this is, I think there's something in my purpose here. Right. I'm going to use that here. Oh, yeah, that was really good. I'm going to keep doing that. I've used it here. Oh, I'm not really sure this word or that word is is what it is anymore. Let me go through this process of refinement, rediscovery. You know, I've been on this journey six years, um, and it and it's iterations. It's constantly refining and and allowing it to reveal itself to you. I guess it's like that statue, isn't it? Like, is it Michelangelo or something like that, where he's carving or David or whatever it is? It, he's always in there but you're just chipping away different types of experiences and and, and using that measuring stick to refine it. But the clues are in your passion. The clues are in your pain. The clues are in what gives you more energy than it takes you energy. The clues are in kind of what creates that timelessness state. The clues are in where do your thoughts go when you allow them just to daydream all all that stuff is different for different people, whether you're a, a visionary or you're auditory or behavioral, 
wherever you find your attention goes and, you, and you're thinking and feeling about stuff, lean into it, make space for it. I don't know about you, Heather, but um, a number of people in this space um, say, oh, my why is my children? My why is my kids? And, and I, have a, I have a belief that our why is not our children. I have a belief that our why is not where we are, but who we are or part of who we are. And yes, it might reveal itself in what we want for our children, but it's not limited because people who say that their why is their children will end up at some point feeling meaningless and purposeless <laughs> when they're at school for eight hours a day. <laughs> I have no meaning of it. You know, it's, it's, it's understanding that um, we as a human being are not just here. Obviously, it's a big part of our life, which is why we would need to lean into the, the feedback loop that what we would want for our children and what's important for us to be a parent. But knowing that who we are isn't defined by where we are. Oh, okay. So I've never thought about this before. And maybe if I think about it some more, I won't agree with myself. It's possible. <laughs> but I just had the thought occur to me. And I'll leave this back to the kid thing. What if we all have the same purpose? But we all have different missions and different tools to get us there. And so it's kind of like, oh, God, what's my purpose when really all of our purpose is to connect and love and return to love. And all of us have different missions based off the season in our lives. Because again, back to your point about kids, God forbid anything happened to our children. God forbid we don't have children. Mm -hmm. God forbid some of this stuff happens where we're like, well, F it, I don't have a purpose or there it goes or whatever. We can attach it to kids or jobs or Facebook groups or whether our podcast does well or not, or whether we make money and all these things that are really out of our control. Um, so back to purpose I got really stressed growing up in religion trying to figure out what my purpose was because I was again taught mm. you've got to find God's will for your life <laughs> and it's a lot that's heavy mm. you know especially when some of your life is out of your control so another thing to ask yourself is what is my purpose or mission whatever word you want to use in this season not like what is it mm. indefinitely because who can say indefinitely? <laughs> you know what I mean? But, I could get but, hit by a bus tomorrow, lose one of my um, legs, and that's going to change things. You, you said a couple of really important things. And um, yes, the season thing is because, again, it's about what do we decide it to be? What do we want it to be? What, 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 what provides most meaning, energy for us in this season, as you said? Yeah. And again, with the kid thing, that that can change based on their ages as well. There was something you said at the very start. I've just gone. We all have the same. The yeah, we we'll all have the same purpose. I agree with you. I agree with you. And when it comes to that, gift, skills, and talents, that's where the uniqueness comes in. So the overall arch is love people. Mm -hmm. But how do I love people? How but do that, I? That... That's what, sorry, that's where comparison comes in because if Nathan can sing like a badass and gets on American Scott <laughs> Talent and I'm like, God gave him 
a purpose greater than me. He's influencing millions of people without realizing we have the same purpose and different avenues of getting there. Yeah. So I would say it in the way that purpose trans transcends the vehicle in which we use to deliver it. Purpose is always sitting there and we all all four of us that are on this call and anybody that's watching or watches replay have a different way to deliver that. But I, I would be in agreement with you guys that, yeah, it's, it's about love. It's about providing connection with other human beings. And cause we're all connected. We are all connected and I I'm behind that. We all share the same purpose. Our vehicles different which is why I think purpose cannot be separate from contribution. Mm. It's that internal, what do I have external? How do I provide? How do I give? How do I use? How do I, how do I use that in, in some way? And one of the, one of the things that makes it really interesting for me is we take purpose. If, if purpose is about understanding meaning, you know, so two people can be building walls, right? But one of them knows that they're building a beautiful building that's going to be home to an incredible community, whatever that might be. That purpose, that person has purpose. They know that they're not just building a wall, they're building a community. Yeah. And, and when we understand the meaning or the motive, motive is the root of motivation. So once we know why we're doing things, we get motivation to go do the thing, which means that that guy is probably more likely to log through the hardship of building that um, that brick wall in, in, in such a way because he knows that it's something bigger than the brick wall. <coughs> Grace says, how do you know if you have found your purpose? What does it feel like? Do you guys want to answer that question? No. <laughs> Do you believe that you both live with purpose and how does that feel? So I, I can go first. Please do. So, so right now, just in you asking that question, I got a feeling inside Ooh. my body where it was like welling up and like radiating outside of myself and you know <laughs> if you would have asked me I would have never told you I'd be a dude who's eradicating loneliness or talking about loneliness and it just showed up and I was like this is what I need this is what I'm called to do in this moment and so I think it's for me it's annoying like there's just a knowing that sits there it's hard to describe it's hard to communicate mm -hmm. but inside myself I'm like, this is exactly, I'm the person to speak about this in this way. So you guys, in my connection with you, are two of the most values-based, purpose-driven people I know, right, in this space. And if you guys are finding it, like, beyond words to describe, then I think that's a point in itself. <laughs> Heather's just laughing. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I think I, I just... 
for me, and this is maybe this is just my own baggage and crap. I don't know, but like for me, I just I, I've I've really had, had a talk with myself and try to let myself off the hook a little bit with this stuff because being purpose driven, being values oriented, loving the hell out of people is awesome, but it has a downside to where you end up carrying a lot of weight, where you want to change the whole freaking world, and you're always like most people like, <laughs> what's your purpose? Like I don't know, and people you know, who were created the way we were created or like, I think about that all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful thing to consider, but also too, for empathic type folks, yeah. it's something we've got to let go of a little bit too and trust and, and feel like what, where we're at is okay. And we're not always going to feel purpose driven. Like I yeah. haven't felt purpose driven today. Yeah. Um, Maybe if I think about it a little bit, I have, but today's been frustrating and I've wanted to punch people. Even the <laughs> well, we're glad that we can provide you the therapy required. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and, and I think, you know, sometimes purpose is a topic, like you say, it's part of a blend of stuff as to why we're here. It, it, it isn't an obsession. And, and there are, you know, there are people that I read about that, you know, the, the Conor McGregor talks about being obsessed. Alex Ferguson, when he was manager of Manchester United, he sold his own son. He was obsessed with winning. Like, it doesn't mean to say that material success is actually good or healthy. You know, just because the world adores it, it doesn't mean to say that it's good or healthy, meaning that we can have unintended consequences of living with purpose of, you know, for me, for example, doing this community took me more energy into my community than it did into my family. So again, it, like purpose isn't a, a justification for doing that and nothing else, but it's knowing that we have a, a reason to use our gifts and skills to help other people. And the more that we do that, the more that we have a, an essence of what it is that we're here to do, we'll see the opportunities when they become, we'll know roughly what we want to do more of, what we want to do less of. And we'll put ourselves in, in, in positions to do that. But we still have to be able to manage our energy. We still have to manage, manage our time and our opportunities. We can do anything, but we can't do everything. And um, yeah, so I've just wrote a few things down here. You know, How do I know if I found my purpose? What does it feel like? Nathan said, knowing. Uh, and I think that's just that it. I just know I have a purpose. I, I just know that this is part of what I'm here to do. Why? Because... I say so. <laughs> I figured it out in, in, in my reflection and I and I love to do it. And, and it comes back to what Heather said about coming back to that love. This is this is how I love people. I think there's freedom. So I feel I feel free in being an expression of that, in, in being an expression of my purpose rather than try and have it look like everybody else. I think a heart-centered or a purpose-driven leader doesn't understand the question what is your usp because they're not looking at everybody else they're creating they're expressing rather than um imitating i don't think there's pursuing or striving um i think purpose is about being uh living and serving from that place a whole lot of doing i mean busy busyness but like it, it's not overreaching it's in it's in for me I'm in my swim lane. Like I, I, I know, I know the three or four things I can deploy my purpose, and and I don't, I don't go beyond that. Uh, I find myself thinking about it. It gives me more energy than I take. Timelessness states. Um, 
ultimately it doesn't make things easier, but it makes it worth it. It's a bit of a cliche, but ultimately because that's my thing. And I, and I know that, you know, there have been times where I've sat here late at night, not published my thing that I say I'm going to do every Wednesday. And yet I find myself sat here. <laughs> you know, I just think there's a element of, of, uh, internal struggle and sacrifice and accountability that maybe wouldn't be there if I just didn't give a monkeys. Um, lastly, I think these two points are really interesting. One is it feel good, good doing it. And the other one is it feels good seeing others benefit from it. <clears throat> the irony is there's no end game. I know Heather talked about seasons, but the difference between purpose and mission is that I don't think you'll ever be finished with your purpose. I think, and, and even maybe your mission to some extent, but at least there's a defined state that you want to see in the world. Whereas purpose is kind of like who we are or why we're doing those things, which is never ending, right? So there is yeah. no end game to purpose. I think the day that we've completed our purpose is the day we die, regardless of when that is. I'm glad you joined us for this deep conversation straight in at the deep end. <laughs> Let's light talk. Did Brian have a nice birthday? He did. And I think he's kind of the one who's taught me a lot about, because he's not like, and I don't, he's not like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I literally have conversations and I'm like, about this stuff and he's just like you need to chill out a little bit you know <laughs> and so and he's one of the best people that i know and so it's interesting to me because i kind of always thought like oh you need to my cat's gone crazy sorry you really need to lean into this and he's a perfect example of somebody who like lives purpose without stressing about it mm -hmm. and i stress about it um which again it's it's different gifts and temperaments i just think what i think what's interesting to me and maybe you can elaborate on this a little bit is how many people don't feel like they have one nor care yep. and i think that's what's interesting to me not figuring out what it is it's like it's it's mind-blowing to me people are like oh well what do you what do you feel like you were put on this earth to do what what is your thing blah 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 and they're like nah nah Pah, pah. Yeah. and that's the i feel like that's the majority of people you know does it matter yeah to feel like you have a sense of purpose let's talk about that yeah. they seem happy does so, it matter 100 percent. i was having a conversation with someone last week so they were like i was much happier when i knew nothing about this stuff <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's that phrase ignorance is bliss and i think there's some truth in that ignorance is bliss because you don't know what you don't know right <laughs> And I, so I think that I wouldn't use it as a word burden because it's not a burden. It's an, an invitation and an opportunity. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. there's something that goes along with an element of conscious awareness mm -hmm. that comes with what Bruce Lipton describes is everything in your life is your responsibility. Once you realize that everything in your life is your responsibility. <laughs> and it's almost like having that awareness is like, no, now that I know that I can't put it back. <laughs> so yeah what do you think nathan so here's my question what okay. does it benefit us thinking about our purpose and wondering about it what's well, the benefit of it it i think it comes back to what you have just said at the very start which is about during my time here on this planet 
I've 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 contributed. I have I've made my moments and made my time matter. I've I've left a little heart print that uh, that was mine to bring. I understand that we're all here given something. Once we know what that is, use it, collaborate, share. We're not supposed to go this thing alone. And I think that's part of a bigger story. So when you start to understand the building blocks of um, mental health suffers in absence of purpose and meaning and contribution, um, you then understand that the breakdown of community, you know, breakdown, you know, has consequences at an individual level. So that we're not supposed to live separate from each other. Uh, and if we are supposed to live in community with each other, that's to do with collaboration rather than competition. So that's the kind of building blocks to why I've just said that. But yeah, go ahead, Nathan. I mean, so what I've been sitting here thinking about is like, what what good does it do for us to know that? Well, since we we think about it and we have conversations about it and we've at this point all agreed that it's about connecting and loving other human beings i think it's important to know that so that people are consciously um displaying and providing and whatever words we want to use love to those who are thinking I have no purpose because even if you have no purpose then it's like I feel it's my responsibility to be like hey guess what mm. it's okay that you feel like you have no purpose mm. I'm here to show up and be somebody that shows you to whatever degree I can that you matter to me as a human yeah. being and it's not about an actual purpose it's just that you are here with me sharing this space that we have yeah i've got a book that i've just started reading it's called the boy crisis and the first chap the first three lines of the first chapter talks about um men's mental health struggles when he doesn't feel loved when he doesn't feel seen when he doesn't feel like he has a purpose or gets or has any worth and he has no hope for that improving so it's not the be all and end all, but it's it's a big part of what actually an absence of this thing can can lead. You take away a core pillar of, of feeling like we have worth, because I think when we talk about loving other people, the reason that's a gift to ourselves and an ability because we realise that in doing so we become someone that's worth you know of worth that that is. Um, is making a difference is valuable to, i'm making a valuable contribution to my fellow humans and if i don't feel like i have that or the ability to do that is the unintended consequence of that then well am i not valuable am i am i not you know and and that's a whole new kind of uh Talk about living with a disability, my friend. That's a conversation that happens all the time. And I put it in the chat, like going back to our religious conversation. Yeah. There, there's a whole group of people that say, Hey, guess what? Your parents screwed up. So that's what why you have what you have. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole bunch of people that 
I was born not mattering. Mm. I was born into existence and people don't even treat me like a human. So that's why it's important that the ones of us who are conscious give that love. Jonathan Darling said something on his LinkedIn this morning. It was John 13 something. You will be known as my followers by the way that you love people. And ain't that ironic? Ain't that ironic? You know what I mean? Like, I'm sick of all these scriptures that get thrown around as if to say, oh, you'll be known by how you love people. And uh, that don't need no pointy building to demonstrate how you love people. And, um, and you know what? And I think there's an element. So one of the things that I've wrote down here that says, what does it feel like? An element of peace, an element of peace. And I hope that even within that pain that you've experienced, you find an element of peace because it's like I'm no longer fighting what I cannot change, but I am accepting and embracing all that I am and all that I have and all that I share, which sets just which sets all of our hearts on fire, seeing you show up the way that you show up. And it goes back to that pain thing, mm-hmm. right? That's where your purpose, mission, whatever the hell you want to call yeah. it, lies. Is in that experience because now you're fiery yeah. to defend other people and you don't feel seen because mm. you know what that feels like in your bones so it just lights something underneath you yeah and because of your ability to storytell it lights us two up as well because we want yep. to support yeah. you we want to be right there with you yep yeah <clears throat> nice uh Deborah says, when finding your purpose, can it be an uncomfortable experience? And I think this is the great follow on to what we've just described. Uh, Is the process of finding it the painful bit? No, but reliving stories we're talking about. Yes. And I think being able to go there, being able to um, really tap into that uh, essence of pain and maybe... For, for me, one, one of the things that really gave purpose to my leadership was the leadership I experienced that I wish I hadn't. Because there's that old kind of cheesy phrase is like, oh, become the leader you wish you had. Well, there's a lot of truth in that. There's a lot of truth in that. And to some, it's like night and dark, isn't it? Or light and day and hot and cold. For us to know one, we have to know the other. So if you have had an uncomfortable experience that has gone, you've gone through something you wish you hadn't, um allow that to teach you what it is about that that was ultimately important to you and then if you find the opposite of well if this is what you don't want what do you want i imagine that list of the things that you do want will give a whole lot of fuel to your fire whether that be in your work in your health in your well-being in your friendship circles you know there's there's nothing like a good bit of pain to give us uh that and i think you shared something with me before uh, with something I said before, I think the greatest flex is learning to appreciate all that we have without having to lose it first. And unfortunately, too many people learn the lesson through the excruciating pain, tragedy, loss, guilt, shame, trauma. So the only thing then to do is take the lesson. But we can get to that point of learning, hopefully without having had uh, some of those things to happen to start with. 
<clears throat> I also think that sometimes sharing it the world, with the world is an uncomfortable experience. So you go through this process, you get clear. I think this is my purpose. I think there's something in this. <laughs> what do I do with it now? Well, the world needs it. You know, you got to share it. You know, whether that be you're sharing your gift of artwork or whether you're podcasting or whether you're, you're, this, you've just discovered your gift is singing at weddings. But yet you don't want to speak in public. You don't want to put yourself outside your comfort zone. It's uncomfortable. There's emotional risk. There's judgment. <laughs> so yes it's a very uncomfortable experience um and in the very early days when you're still intellectually using your purpose you're thinking why aren't the closest people in my life supporting me where have all my friends gone <laughs> or why do people not want this or why is it gone very quiet or why is not everybody responding to my wonderful call to actions <laughs> because it's not an intellect game it's not a you know that it's not for everybody but it's it's absolutely for those who need it so we've just got to continue to show up and express um <laughs> and let go of some of that expectation at least oh this is fun right this is fun what time of day is it where you are 423 423 yeah. i have a thought on that and i don't again I might think about it later and disagree with myself because I just thought it, but I wonder, you know, um, yeah, we want to help people and change people's lives, but what if we're really not going to through what we do and really us pursuing our purpose turns us vibrationally into an entity and a being in a state and that's what changes people and it's not about what we're doing and i know this is like probably too deep that we need to go but like, let me let me get an example let's say i write books i write books okay and i think that my words are going to change people's lives and so i put a lot of pressure on myself that i have this purpose and this mission to write books and to change people's lives and i put it out there and i'm really stuck on the result of are my words changing people's lives maybe but maybe that pressure that i'm putting on myself isn't the point maybe me turning into the type of person who writes books and uses that energetically changes the people around me and it's more of an energetic change than a doing change and so i am changing people through me changing who i am versus me changing people because of what i do follow that well i agree with you it is in part about who we become in the process right because mm -hmm. we continually become a a embodiment of all that is important to us right mm -hmm. um but to pick up on your words we need to detach from the outcome of changing lives right and instead believe that it's even possible to touch the lives to begin with and a case of it and then the question then is how do i want to touch their lives in what way in what way do i want my words to be felt or heard or read and then what possibility does that create so, for example, that was Lisa Bill, right? Radical candor. So I imagine mm -hmm. 
yes, there might be a lofty kind of ego goal that says, I want this to be Wall Street bestseller, 1 million copies, right? But purpose is saying, I want to use my pain and sharing that so other women may develop radical confidence or whatever the, is that radical confidence that we mm-hmm. call? So mm-hmm. that something becomes possible so that they can live a life of their dreams. So they can blah, blah, blah. So they can create blah, blah, blah. And it's through that that lives will be changed as a byproduct. But the purpose and the fuel for writing those words on a page is based with that one person in mind. And the and impact. If nobody's lives are changed. That's okay. But, and if nobody's, yeah, because the, because the person, like you say, the person you become through partnering with that creation there's something new in the world that's still again define change people's lives and there will always be there will always be one person's life that's changed regardless if it's yeah the one that wrote the book yeah Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. exactly Uh, and that's it so do we do we put out the amount of podcasts so this is the thing right so many people want to change the world that they forget to serve the one in front. Yeah. Purpose in action is how am I using it in this moment? And, and, I, and I think it's that if we can use that to serve the one in front to deploy that, then the ripple effect is what gives us the feedback mechanism. Go, Oh shit. People want this and need this. Yeah. Rather than going, why haven't 50,000 people liked this yet? You're going, oh, man, this one person did something as a result, and this happened, and now they're doing this. Nathan, thank you for joining, my friend. Fun, Nathan, Todd. Because it's always in the stories. It's always in the stories of individuals and the live life. Because I saw Gary Vee sharing his post today. He talks about how... um, even to this moment after writing Crush It in 2009, he gets three to six emails a day telling people how they implemented those things and now their life is different. Yep. He's now at a point where he gets three to six a day. We're happy with three to six a month, right? Because like, those, are, those are people. Those are individuals that we know. And it doesn't, and I'm sure you've wrestled with this at some point with the metrics is that, those those big numbers we we realize them for what they are but never emotionally for for an impact i I don't find a bridge between a hundred thousand podcast listens and a feeling of tangible impact i have to imagine that impact you know it's wild uh seth godin tribes i think that was his book he said Oh God, let me get this right. Credit isn't the point changes. Mm. And Mm. I think if we're really like attached to purpose, we're so attached to the mission of what we're doing that we put aside all the metric stuff. Because think about this. Let's say my mission was to help people drink more water. That was my purpose. I want to help people do that. And I work my ass off and create community and raise up leaders and 
get out this message of hydration or whatever and people start drinking more water and people don't really know that I was ever the person who raised up all these leaders and start this community and all of that would that really get to me would I feel like I didn't do anything because people didn't know my name or is change the point not credit and so of course we're going to get credit as community people and creators but it's like when we attach credit and change so much to each other that's where it gets really tricky and messy am I getting credit for the change that's happening Mm. or is the change happening Mm. right yeah which then comes back to our motive what is it we really want is it we exactly. want to see that? Is it we want to see that future state manifest in the world, or is it that we want to see ourselves elevated in the world? And I think both can happen. A hundred percent. But when you put the other one first, and that's a checks and balance thing, friend. That's not a one time like check. I got that. It's like a every Tuesday at three. I need to make sure that I'm aligned with that because we get <laughs> off no matter how pure and yeah. much we love God and people. It, it's yeah, a human yeah. thing. I read something that says what we do for ourselves will be forgotten, but what we do for others will be remembered forever. Yep. Um, yeah. So it's, it's a bit like that, isn't it? And it's the irony is in becoming someone because all the, all the bros out there be like, Oh, it's weak. It's passive. It's, you, know, you, you fight for what's yours. No, I'll fight for what's ours and I fight for what's yours. That's and in good. doing so you might champion me. Yep. But it's not conditional. It's not expectational. But yeah. if I do that to enough people, yeah. where do they point? Oh, this guy, he was so good. Yeah. He was really helpful. And yeah. you become that person you decide you wish you would without. Yeah. No. Good. If you need to go at any point, feel free. I've got a couple more questions. So Joni says, how can you help someone find their purpose when they have no idea what it is? And this this makes me laugh because I remember like Lisa was like, hey, you need to read the Bible. Like when she started, I was like, no, I do not <laughs> go that way. This is at a point where like man of science didn't want any of that stuff. So you can't you can't make someone do stuff. You can't find someone's purpose for them. You can't even tell them what their purpose is for me. And it comes back to one of the things he said is that it's just OK not to know. Yeah, I think if we start with that platform, it's OK not to know, not to feel burdened, not to feel overwhelmed or worthless without it that then enables us to take any pressure off and to enjoy the discovery process to even start with the belief that you've got one and that actually it may be in some way related to what you're already doing in life because if you're Mm -hmm. spending 30 to 40 hours a week doing this thing and actually life's not that bad and you enjoy some of it well again you may not be far away. There just might be some understanding, you know, really just getting to to the heart of it. But so then you can just go from that point on, on a journey of intentional discovery. Is it this? Is it that? Mm -hmm. If I do more of this, do I do less of that? And ultimately coming back to our purpose, like you say, whether that's the season or the long run is what we say it is. It's the motive that we bring to why we do the, the things that we're doing. And it's most effective when it's tethered to our heart. So it's an expression of what we genuinely care about, the passion and gifts, the pain that we want to help avoid. Because if we intellectually create a purpose and think, I think I have to do these things. Well, you can build a wonderful life intellectually, but you get the penguins of Madagascar moment when you kind of look around and go, well, this sucks. 
because you become trapped and you become defined by what you've created rather than the freedom of expression. But storytelling is always the bridge between the heart and the mind. Anything you'd add? I don't think so. I, I the only, only thing is just me shifting my mindset of I'm actually I'm robbing is a heavy word, but just humor me. Yep. Robbing people of a greater gift, letting them discover their own purpose versus feeling the need to give it to them, which I think again comes from that servant love people. You think you're helping. Mm. But do they have to unlearn everything that you just pressed on them? Because in the end, we still have to find it ourselves. Yeah. Right. And do you know what? So there's a halfway house and and, and you've got emotional intelligence. You'll know who needs to receive it and who. Because some people have got into such a doing mentality that they forget that even what they do without thinking is a flipping gift. Yeah. Like there's a couple of people, couple of guys in my community. They're so good at what they do, but their mantra is, "Oh, well, that's just what I do." Yeah, but not everybody yeah. does it the way yeah. you do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, of all the things in the world that you could do, this looks effortless. Right. You know, and sometimes it's just helping them see what others see, mm-hmm. as if to say the gift's already there. Just pick it up. Hundred percent. The gift's already there. The last question I have is from Haley. How? Do you maintain it, i.e. living with purpose, maintaining your purpose, when others make you question it? (laughs) How do you maintain your purpose when others make you question it? Sounds like you've got some experience. Isn't it an interesting thing to say when others make you question it? Yes. I think that's the answer in the question, which, again, is easier said than done. But we have to get to a point where no one can make us question our purpose. I don't care how much I love you and you're my best friend or you're my spouse or you're my grandma or you're my aunt Margaret and I respect the hell out of you. You can't shake my core because that was put there by God. Yeah. And that's tricky and hard, but to me, that's the answer. I agree with you. I wrote down here. You can't, it can't knock you if there isn't already an instability. Yeah. It can't knock you if that not sucks, already... doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's just like a punchline. So, so what do we do? How, what do we do? It's just do a belief audit. Come on. Just do a little belief audit. Go. Where am I doubting this? Here, am I doubting the? Where is my doubt mine? Is it somebody else's? Do I doubt the thing? Do I doubt myself? Like, just do a little audit. Stick it in the middle, and then speak some truth to it. Right. Amen. Let's just have a little. Uh, little session with our doubt and just speak some truth to it because then what you're doing is you're getting back to a state that you said where ain't no one not even aunt margaret's getting in there yeah it doesn't mean to say i've been thinking recently because so much there's so much of an enemy of doubt and self-doubt i doubt myself all the time sure i doubt myself all the time not but not on my purpose and not on the macro not on my future not on my 10 years not my 20 years like that stuff's taken care of in this moment, like doing the right thing, I doubt myself all the time. Sure. <laughs> sure. But the other things I've said here, if you don't want to question it, drop your drop success metrics and then start to redefine success as just expression, authentic expression, and loving creation. So for me, success is being someone I love, doing what I love with people I love. Yeah. 
And that gives me the freedom to be successful without needing X, you know, yeah. metric in the world to validate yeah. me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's okay to question, you know, it's okay for them to question you, but where's your conviction? Where's your belief right. again? So then the opposite of that self-doubt is, is having a sense of conviction. And then lastly is, well, maintaining it becomes easy when it becomes an extension and an expression of who you are. Because ultimately it's just, well, this is who I am. This is just what I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's so good. Then be my points. Then be my points. And that concludes my questions. Thank you. Man, those are some deep questions, man. <laughs> That was it's good. Favorite, it's my favorite topic, but it's not just like one plus one equals two, is it? It's not. It's a very subjective experience of the heart. Yeah, I'm going to butcher this so bad and that's totally good. fine. But there's Freedom. like some scripture about the, it's the glory of kings to seek it out or something like that. And I don't even know what the scripture was referring to, and I'm probably misquoting it. But I love that thought that it's the glory of kings to seek it out mm. and it's like again back to the point of some things like weren't meant to be discovered like your wife like brian you know in our relationships if we're like check i've got you figured out then the intimacy <laughs> in that that friction there that makes it interesting and fun is gone i mean part of like relationship is discovery and when we take discovery out then that's when things get stale you know so we're in a constant discovery and pursuit of our inner world yeah. and thank God for it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And um, so Rob Bell's podcast recently had someone on talking about um, the heroine's journey. So yeah, that was good. I heard that. Right. So, so I've got Maureen, um, Maureen Murdoch who wrote the heroine's journey coming on the show in a, in a couple of weeks. Time. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Stop it. I That's know. So right. Cool. So, so I listened to that episode. And I'm like, I'm going straight to source. The what I took from that is that purpose and heart set is feminine. It's inner world. And then it becomes manifest through our masculine outer world. But like the yin and the yang, like there, there has to be this. How do I describe this? It is through action, through manifesting our heart that those two find perfect balance that's good because we're showing up in the world with all the things that we care about the meaning and the purpose and i think we we can't just sit around talking about an etherealizing purpose without doing nothing about it equally i don't think it's healthy going out in the world and just mindless well maybe there's value in, in at least in your 20s mindlessly doing a bunch of stuff yeah but at some point we're gonna have to come back to well, what do we really care about and i think yeah thank you for joining me this has been it was fun. fun i i love that i have people in my life who will go there it's a rare gift <laughs> it's good isn't it? but i think you know this is why you and i have platforms like this because as iron sharpens iron you know it's like we ain't got the only answers we ain't got the answers yeah. you've had experiences i've had experiences and the thing is that i would have put any money on the three of us a couple of years ago, being absolutely at the forefront of this is what purpose is, this is how you find it. Yeah. Three now we're all like, 
<laughs> it's almost like we've gone through the next phase of the Dunning-Kruger curve where we're all like, I'm not oh, sure no. I know anymore. <laughs> I am so more unsure of things at 35 than I was at 25. Like, yeah, right? unbelievable. <laughs> but it, but there's also such a security in not knowing yes, because there's not the pressure yeah. of needing to live up to that or figure it out. And you realize the grace element to it where it's like, and I yeah. love how Rob Bell laughs all the time. Like, he's like, yeah. ha, 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 because he's felt joy and discovery you know yeah yeah so i i saw him live in bristol oh he was so good he was like this far away from me i could touch him i literally touch him so Um, cool yeah not that would have been socially appropriate um so let me just (laughs) let me just say (laughs) katarina Anne, grace deborah Joni, Haley. thank you for the questions and i am sorry that you placed your hope and faith and wisdom in myself and and good people that have joined me in answering your questions because i think what you've had play back to you is that we're all figuring this stuff out and i hope what that says rather than any tactic or advice that i might have shared with you i hope that the overwhelming thing that you take from this conversation is chill enjoy the ride Well, and the fact you're asking the question, you're further along than you probably think that you are. 100%. Don't feel the need to have it all figured out and yeah. enjoy the dance. Enjoy enjoy the finding. <laughs> yeah, right? Enjoy the pursuit. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the becoming. And, mm. and as Rob Bell says, find me a straight river. Come on. <laughs> Heather Parody, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining Good me. seeing you, Ron Hartley. Give a big Bye, hug y'all. to your husband. I will. I will. Take care, my friend. I'll see you soon. There we go. That was great to be joined by Heather and and Nathan. Absolutely love those human beings. Please do go and connect with them if you haven't already. Uh, So just to recap, we've talked a little bit about purpose. We've talked about um, what it means. We've talked about how you live with it. Is it the same as, as mission? How do we find it? How do we know what it is? How do we know if we've found it and what does it feel like? How do we know, um, how do we help someone else find it when they have no idea? Uh, can it be uncomfortable? And how do you maintain it when others make you question it? Thank you guys for your questions. Um, it's not necessarily been a, here are all of the answers definitively defined. And here's the three steps you need to go to, to make that happen. But if I was to summarize it, I would say, have fun. I would say, get curious, start the journey of discovery um start creating a um heart and mind bridge by telling stories of things that bring you passion enthusiasm states of timelessness i've said that word wrong three times um the things that uh you are passionate about and and the gifts and the skills and the talents that you have that you can serve others they don't need to be grand you don't need to be going on x factor or britain's got talent with them they just simply have to be yours And they simply have to be shared and it doesn't have to change a million people's lives. You just have to feel good doing it and help others feel good whilst they receive it. And there's a huge element of pain in, in our purpose and and using that pain to help others either through it or avoid it in some way. And ultimately, if I can help you in any particular way, I'd love to spend some time with you, sit down, and help you realize what a purposeful human being you are, have the potential to be, and the world very much needs you, my friend. I'm Ryan Hartley. This is Ask Me Anything About Purpose. 
if you have a particular topic you'd like me to explain uh, or ask any questions about in September, then please do let me know. Podcast at abty.co.uk. And until next time, my friends, always love.